With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Birds flying high. You know how I feel. Sun in the sky. You know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by You know how I feel It's a new dawn It's a new day It's a new life For me And I'm feeling good of the fine You know how I feel Oh, freedom is mine And I know how I feel It's a new dawn It's a new day It's a new life It's a new dawn It's a new day It's a new life It's a new Stadium. 
As always, this is your show, and it's going to be driven by your participation. We have 50 open phone lines, so there's plenty of room for everybody to call in and participate. The call-in number is 646-595-2048. That's 646-595-2048. As always, we ask the fans on the message boards at canesport.com to provide some of the topics and questions that they would like to see addressed on tonight's show. Here is what they came up with. Everyone expects the world from Brad Kaya. How does he avoid a sophomore slump this season? Will coordinator James Coley open up the playbook this year? Will Kaya be free to change more plays at the line of scrimmage and make more adjustments to what the defense is doing? Tempo in football is kind of like baseball. You use your changeup, your slider, and other pitches, but you hold the fastball in your arsenal. Arsenal, rather. What will be the Canes' fastball play this season? I think it's going to be Malik Rozier in the read option. We'll see. Has Al Golden made enough impactful changes in the offseason to right the ship? Does Golden have the ability to out-scheme other coaches and finally win a big game? Is Golden's coaching acumen really that far of an extreme from his excellence in public speaking and organizational skills? Is it too late for him to survive at the U? Will defensive tackle Michael Weish be an improved player in 2015 and prove that he can play at this level? Or should he have played hockey or some other sport? Which assistant coach on the staff is most impressive? If there were to be a head coaching change, would anyone from the current staff be retained? Are there going to be any adjustments to the defensive scheme? Will you see a more aggressive style? Who will be an impact player on defense in 2015? Will Rafael Kirby step up in Denzel Perryman's place? Will the defensive line attack more? Which true freshman will be most ready to contribute on the offensive line? Which end of that five-and-a-half over-under, that astonishing over-under in Vegas, will Miami come out on? What position besides quarterback and offensive line can least afford a serious injury to a starter, and who would or should be the next man up? Can you say maybe linebacker? Maybe Jawan Young? Sounds good to me. And then there was the fan who tells us that he is more worried about achievement this year than failure. Think about that for a minute. More worried about achievement than failure. What if this team wins nine or ten games this year, which would almost certainly assure that Al Golden remains head coach at Miami? The question this fan has is, can Golden really be the long-term answer to get Miami back in the national playoff picture? Personally, I think you will find out by the end of October. Anyway, there's so much to talk about, obviously. It's the beginning beginning of a new year, so we're going to get right to the phones. Again, the call-in number is 646-595-2048. That's 646-595-2048. Again, we, we request that you only tie up phone lines if you want to come and speak on the show. Therefore, we'll have plenty of room to get everybody on as we go forward in the evening. We're going to begin the new season in the 917, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Gary. What's up? You can't hear me. Hey, how you doing, man? Good summer? Yeah, it's pretty good so far. <laughs> Listen, um, 
I was uh, I was having an argument with one of my friends actually about the line that Vegas has set out for us. Was it five and a half? Yeah. Now, I have I have this thing. I always go with Vegas. With you know, like they know what they're talking about. Yeah. Rarely, <laughs> they usually do, don't they? <laughs> because if they didn't, they wouldn't make any money. But, but, here's what, but, but here's what I'm going to – I'll tell you about this. You know, yeah, they've set it at five and a half, but they're hedging their bet. You know, you're you're not getting even odds if you're betting Miami in the over. You know, they're they're giving themselves a cushion there. Yeah, it's a big cushion too. But listen, um, I know we have that killer stretch. Was it in October with those five games? Mm-hmm. So, so do you think if we pull out one out of those five games – you know, they're going to let Golden ride out the rest of the season. Oh, I mean, he. he all right, the first thing yeah, people got to do. Let's start right now. Al Golden is not being fired during the season. Okay, so everybody needs to to let that go. I've seen that being talked about all over the place. Everybody just needs to chill out a little bit. There's not going to be any mid-season firings. Okay, the only thing that I could possibly see. Even inspiring any thought would be if something crazy happened, like at Florida Atlantic or something. Okay, that's not happening. Um, but that 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 stretch obviously is, is going to be really tough. You know, I mean, you know, I think that night game at Cincinnati on a Thursday night is is going to be tougher than most people think. I obviously at Florida State, then Virginia Tech. You know, you got to come home after Florida State seven days later. Um, if you lose in Tallahassee. <laughs> You know, you're down, and we saw what can happen last year. Then you got to play Clemson, which is probably the best team in the conference this year. Um, and then you got Duke and Virginia. You know, it's every week is is, is a real game um, this season. So yeah, it's not going to be easy at all. Um, personally, I think the keys to Nebraska game. I I, I think you got to win that game. You got to look good in that game, and you got to build confidence that can carry you through October. I think if we lose that Nebraska game, the season is over. Well, that's what I just said. Yeah, on the face value, I wouldn't disagree with you. I mean, you know, I think it's – I wrote a column the other day. I think it's the Super Bowl. I I really do. I I think after going through last year and not beating anybody meaningful, I I think this team has to prove to itself that it can win football games, uh, you know, against – real football teams. And Nebraska is going to be ripe for the taking. They have a new staff coming in. Uh, they're still going to be getting settled. And Miami's playing at home and has every reason to win that game. they got to get it done. All right, you got anything else for us tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me one quick thing. Like, um, I see them – I mean, basically the administration at, at the University of Miami, I think that there is a viable option to let him go before the season ends. And I'm only saying that because if you could let him go before the season ends and have a coach in place before the season ends, you know, somebody to take over at the end of the season, I think that it will do a lot for recruiting. And maybe if it's an impact coach, we'll get a lot of kids on board. If a change is necessary and you and you make it early in December, you're fine. Uh, you know, obviously, obviously, if it's going to come to that, Blake James is going to be prepared. I mean, it's no secret. You know, as we go into August here and, and practice begins and the season comes, it's no secret that if things don't go well this year, that Miami's probably going to be looking for a new coach. So, you know, he, he'll be prepared for that. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. think you have to. You have to embarrass somebody in the middle of a season and 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 go to that extreme. And you know, embarrassment. Embarrassment is it's money. Like, does your boss work off firing you because of how embarrassed you look? It's you know, it's business. You know, it's business. It's the University of Miami. It's business. I think that that the administration is tired. You know, they're kind of tired of 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 the University of Miami where they are now. So right now it's business, especially after what Al Gordon did to them with Kent State. Oh, it's going to be a business decision. There's going to be no friends, no, uh, you know what, let's look out for this guy. He almost jumps here. All right. I, let me just – I don't think they're going into it with that mindset, and, and, and I don't think there's that type of animosity amongst the administration and the people at the school. You know, I, I, I think given they're going to give out a fair share. He's out of let me just say they're, they're, gonna, they're gonna give. Hey, well, let's give this good college. Hey, if you get a home run hired from the University of Miami, but firing him in October doesn't help you get a home run hire. It, it, one thing well, doesn't I'm have to be attached to the other. A home run hire. If you could secure a home run hire by the first before Thanksgiving, you gotta give him his walking papers. Okay, here's what I'm telling you. You can do that. Without embarrassing the guy, okay? I don't that's think that's the. I don't. Think that's, I, I, know Florida, I know Florida. Florida did it last year, and I know people have done it. I will be very surprised if that happens during the season. You know, it, I, think, I, think, I think it would have to be really, really, really bad. And you know, right now he's got a clean slate. He, you know, he's doing everything he can do to get the the players' minds. Right and focused on the team together, and he's given it his best shot. And you know, I think you just got to let him do that and, and watch how it goes. And you know, maybe pull for him because if, if good things happen there, you know, you're going to be happy watching the games. All right, let me let some other people get. Hey, thank you so much for getting us uh, kicked off here. Um, and and give us a shout next week. All right. All right. All right, let's go out now to the 305, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing this evening? I'm good, Gary. How are you? Doing good. Who's this? Uh, Sino305. Hey, what's up, Sino? How you been, man? Did you have a good summer? Good. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we're already at football season. It's pretty, pretty we're amazing. Here. God, it, this, this has so, just been brutal, man. This, it it oh has been God. brutal since last December. I mean, thank God. I can't imagine what you went through, man. Oh, I mean, you know, don't feel sorry for me or anything, but I mean, it's a feel sorry for everybody. I mean, the whole fan base has just been, you know, depressed yeah, really and angry sucks. and, you know, man, it's like, I think everybody really needs a new season. So what you got for us tonight? Well, you know, the good thing is with the probation, I mean, the the, uh, the whole, you know, the whole, uh, all the NCAA issues that are over, I can really see whether it's with Golden or without Golden that, you know, things are going to start to get better. Um, but I guess the three things that um, I wanted to talk to you about are the, the first. I want to agree with you. I like the article you wrote, uh, specifically the part um, that you mentioned about Golden's. Uh, seems that the, the goal he reiterates all the time is just to win the coastal, and it seems. And I remember when we hired Golden, and I watched the interview, uh, his press conference. He mentioned winning the coastal over and over, and I remember thinking, it seems like a low. He's aiming very low for a Miami you know, for the, the history we have in Miami that, you know, he just wants to win the Coastal. And I think you hit it right on the dot with that. So that was an indication from the beginning that maybe this is not the kind of coach we need. And it's starting well, to show now. I mean, in, in fairness, 
you know, it's not easy to go get these two and a half million dollar a year jobs, you know, and, you know, you want to set a bar for yourself that is re- reasonable to achieve that will make people happy with you so you could stick around for a while. So I but get that, it. That wouldn't work, I, Miami, you know? Yeah, like I get it from that standpoint. But, 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 you know, I agree with you. You know, I, I think setting a bar with such a meager goal like that impacts the entire organization. I think it impacts recruiting decisions. You know, can this guy help us win the Coastal? As right, opposed to exactly. how is this guy going to line up against Florida State? You know, you know, I just I don't exactly. like that whole mindset. You know, I don't like recruiting guys that can help you win the coastal. I I think you need to recruit guys with the standard of of, of being a top five football team. Um, Which and really takes it, you to the, the whole idea about Golden and his group. I mean, that really uh, just adds the the uh, perception of how they're not really built for you know, coaching at here at Miami, they just don't really fit in. It's their mindset. It's their whole way of doing things. It's just not Miami. It's not what we're used to here. Um, just uh, an FYI, but you know what? I'll leave that for the end. I wanted to add just two more things. So one, um, I was I was listening on WQAM, I think it was a couple weeks ago, and I just thought it was very interesting. Uh, it was Al Golden on WQAM. I'm not sure who the interviewers were. And they, one of them really came at Golden very hard and asked him some very challenging questions, put him up against, you know, put his back against the wall and really kind of drilled him about last year and what's, what's the deal with these, you know, with our linebackers lining six yards uh, behind the line on, on a goal line situation against Georgia Tech and just really coming at him and telling him, you know, with the talent we had, you know, it was really a failure. I don't know if you remember that interview, but it was pretty yeah, I hard. Yeah, finally. Yeah, I, yeah I the, qu- really the questions shocked. were hard, but I didn't think the answers were any different than anybody. They, they were not. They, they, yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, and that's what I've always tried to explain to people. Last year, after the season was over, um, I, I don't know if you remember or not, but I got the first interview with Al Golden, and, and we went into deep detail on everything with the program, and I, and it was, it was a, I thought it was a really good story. And, um, but I took a lot of heat from some people because they didn't think – that I came at him hard enough. And, you know, the thing I tried to explain then is there's coming at him hard doesn't necessarily accomplish anything more than asking questions in a sensible manner. That's number one. And number two, when you're reading quotes in an article, um, you don't necessarily know what questions were asked. Now, you know, this was a radio interview. So, you know, you hear the questions and, and yeah, the the big O came at him hard. And, you know, I, I, and, and Joe Zagaki, who, as you guys know, is the play-by-play voice of the team, and um, you know, I don't know, you know, what you would want to classify it, but he obviously, because he's the play-by-play voice, is is very rarely, you know, critical or as critical as some other people might be who cover the team, um, and he had to be sitting there just like. You know, yeah. thinking, see, that man, that that was an awkward situation for Joe. That was you amazing. Know. That was you know, the so first time since Al Golden's been here have I heard anybody really come at him that way. And I and yep. I believe you that you that you ask him critical questions. It's just interesting, like you said, that his answers are really always the same, and They're you can't really same. get anything out of them. Yeah, there's there, there's no point in trying to throw you know left hooks and and uppercuts at him because. You know, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know if he's that good of a salesman or if he just doesn't get it. It seems like he doesn't I, get I it. I think he's an extremely positive guy, and I think he tries to stay positive. And, and you know, is he a little over his head, or has he been in the first four years? 
Yeah, probably. You know, he he was the head coach at Temple. He he had never uh, experienced anything as a coach like what he has to deal with here at Miami. Um, it, it's a exhausting job. It, it wears guys out. And, you know, I, I think that now going into year five, obviously, he's more prepared than he was in years, you know, two, three, and four. But this is a brutal, brutal environment for him. I mean, you know, the, the, the fan base is, is very splintered. Uh, very few people believe that he can get this thing done. Uh, and now he's got to take a group of 85 kids and go through a training camp and, and convince them that they can do it, even though nobody thinks they can. And uh, it's going to be a tough job. I mean, this is not a complete roster by any stretch of the imagination. Um, they're going to have a lot to overcome here. Uh, in the next few months. It's going to be very interesting. I'm looking forward to covering it. I think it's going to be a fascinating season one way or the other. Um, interesting. Um, I you know, think hopefully on the everybody enjoys side, it. We, you know, have some, we have some talent, man, on the defensive side. I mean, he's. I think this is the best, probably the best talent or the most talent he's had on defense since he's been here. Uh, I think just the offensive front line is the only issue that I can see. Well, I'll, even, I'll disagree with you. You know, I, I think that the... Defensive line, while it has a lot of numbers and a lot of guys that a lot of people out here are hoping are going to be great, is very unproven. You know, I don't think Muhammad's proven. Um, I don't think Chad Thomas has proven at all. Um, Hurtaloo was, was average as can be last year. Weish couldn't even uh, get on the field. Kamalu didn't have anywhere near the impact that I thought he should have had last year. Um, you can go on and on about the defensive line. The linebacker position, I think, is a huge concern. Um, you know, Rafael Kirby has been an average player throughout his entire career. Now he's being asked to replace Denzel Perriman. There, there is absolutely no way that the level of performance at that position is going to match what Denzel Perriman yeah, was doing last, last year. You know, you're hoping Darian Owens can step up this year and be a better player, but you have no idea uh, whether that's going to happen. Um, Jermaine Grace is the freak of the defense, an incredibly gifted athlete, uh, a bullet to the football. They're, they're, but there's a huge question, how, how does he hold up at the point of attack? Uh, he's undersized. Uh, he'll probably lead the team in tackles, but if they're five, six yards downfield, what is that going to do for you? And the next thing I'm going to say is, what if one of those guys gets injured? You know, behind them, I mean, you're hoping Jawan Young can grasp the defense this fall and, and compete and, and, and get in the mix there, but they have very little depth at the linebacker position, yeah. so that's a huge concern. I'll that. So, well, you know, I don't scary. see it as solid as, 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 as maybe you do. Well, you know what? I actually wasn't thinking about the linebackers. I was just thinking about the front line and the and the backs and the DBs. We have, Dude, you know, if I you're playing Miami and you have an offensive line, you're coming right at those guys. You're looking at what Georgia Tech did last year, what Nebraska did, and you are coming right at them. You've got to admit, though, from a uh, from a from a uh, recruiting ranking point of view, uh, we have the most talent on the defensive line compared to all the other years that we've had, at least for the last five six years. You have a lot of guys to compete. I'm not sure you have a game-changing player. Okay, and there's a difference. Every team in America has, has, has bodies and has players who were recruited at a high school playing on their team. You know, what, what I don't see when I look at it objectively is a guy you have to game plan for, a game-changing guy. You know, when Miami was good, you always had a Vince Wilfork or Warren Sapp or an Ed Reed – 
or you know one of those guys or or a Kevin Patrick that would get you a big sack or you know uh, that's what made Miami great all those years there's nobody like that right now there's there's nobody that you would project to be an upper level draft pick in the National Football League um at this point in time um i see it as a huge question mark going into the season yep well that's that's too that's really too bad <laughs> i didn't think about well, it that way you know now that doesn't mean they can't develop over the course of training camp and and come in and be much better players this year you know and, and maybe a couple of those guys emerge you know but, but right now if i'm being objective with you and i can't sit here and predict you know that chad thomas is suddenly going to you know, start playing at an all-conference, all-American level in September. I mean, I can't do it. Right. So, anyway, you got anything else tonight? Uh, one last thing. Uh, so, reliable, pretty reliable source. I'm hearing the two people that Miami are looking at um, possibly for next year, if it doesn't work out with Golden, are Rob Chizinski and Mario Cristobal. Well, you know, you know Cristobal would be on any list. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, He's got to be considered. Uh, Chudzinski will want the job, you know, and obviously, and I think that they'll have to evaluate whether he's head coach material. I mean, he fizzled out in one year with the Cleveland Browns. That was not a real good sign. Uh, Chud is a great coordinator. Uh, I'm not 100% sold that, that he's a head coach personality, um, he was a good recruiter when he was here as the OC, um, but you know I'm I don't know you know I don't think that there's I don't think they're that far along to be honest with you, but I don't think it takes it I don't think I don't think whoever your source is I don't think whoever your source is is you know making any great revelations I mean you know obviously if they're the know, coaches, I guess, I guess, you know Rob Chudzinski and Mario Cristobal figure to throw their hats in the ring or they you know through their agents obviously. Right. It's just what I heard. We'll see. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, it's obvious. Yeah, those two are obviously going to throw their hats in the ring if, if a point in time comes in late November that Miami's looking for a head coach. There's no question can you give that. Me a, can you give me your prediction? If somebody no. out of nowhere that you think no. Might, uh, no, no. might be a guy? No predictions from me until, you know, I, I mean, right now I, I want to see what Al Golden does this year. You know, I, I think everybody needs to respect Al. You know, I mean, you don't replace Al – in August, I mean, let him let him go do. You know, he it was decided to bring him back. Let him go do his job, and 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 see what he can do. You know, it's year five, man. You know, year five, no, we've seen a there's lot. There's no excuses anymore. You know, and he knows it. He's not looking for an out. You know, let him let him go show everybody what he can do here. All righty. All righty. It's time. All right. Man. All right. Thank hey, you so hey, great, great call. Thanks for being part of the show. Give us All a call right. again next week. Got it. All right, 646-595-2048 is the number. 646-595-2048. We're off to a running start, and let's go now to the 757, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, what's up, Gary? About that time. About that time, baby. Who, who's this? Kane, Kane, one, baby. Ain't but one for the hey, 757, baby. Kane, Kane. Yeah, man, I've been loving this summer, man. You know what? Ain't got nothing but good things to say. Let it be a great year. I ain't going to hold you. There's a whole lot of people want to talk. Forget all the drama. Forget all the stuff. Can we forget about what happened last year? We have no choice. Ain't no need to talk about old Al Golden. Like you say, he ain't getting fired in the middle of the year, so let it go, people. Please let it go. Now, the real game, all the games are tough. 
trust all of them, but it's that one game that we have fell apart. If we don't beat FSU this year, we got Virginia Tech and then Clemson. I just don't know, man. It's a mind thing. It's more a mind thing than a game. Don't you think, sir? Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> that FSU game, if, if Miami takes care of business against Nebraska and Cincinnati and goes into that up to Tallahassee, um, you know, with 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 a four zero record, I mean that's going to be yes, sir. a huge stage, man. And uh, you know, my guess is it would be a night, possible night game in Tallahassee. And uh, yeah, both of man, uh, putting putting the whole season on winning up there in, in that environment in, at that moment, it obviously but that, it, that's it, what it, I'm could, yes, it could happen. But but that's it's asking a lot. We'll see. It is asking a lot, but you know the last. Time, the last two years we played Florida State, everything went down here. The players, like, they, I ain't going to say they gave up, but they just didn't have that. Uh, they need this. I know they can yep. beat Nebraska. Clemson, that's going to be a tough one. Virginia Tech, that'll be a decent But that mindset is FSU. We get that there. I'm taking you out to Disneyland. How about that? <laughs> well, you know, I, I I blame the co- honestly I blame the coaches for that last year. I, I think that they were so invested in that Florida State game and and they brought the players along with them for the ride and and the whole organization was so all in for that mm-hmm. one game and you know mm-hmm. the, people use the cliche of the balloon popped or whatever and you know there's no doubt about it. You know when when they lost that game, you know guys were done. <laughs> you know, and, and they just couldn't summon the the willpower and the emotion to to get through the final few games of the year. And uh, so, you know, I think that the the record last year is a little bit of an aberration. Um, I, I mm-hmm. think that your casual fan out there just looks at it at, at face value, six and seven. You know, that that was not a six win team last year. You know, that was that was probably an eight or nine win team last year. And yes, um, you know, uh, so that's. To me, that's the that's the base that they're working off of. When I look at this team, I, I look at it as as uh, an eight win team trying to get better. I just don't know that I see them getting better. I don't see I don't I don't look at this team and, and see how it can be better than the team that was on the field last year. And, and that's why right now, when people ask me what do I think is going to happen this year, um, I'm thinking they're going to come in right around eight wins. Um, that that that's what I think right now, um, unless I ah. see something. Cr- Unless I see something crazy going on in training camp, you know. Well, that's true. I, I heard you mention with this young guy just a minute ago about the linebacker. I, I was kind of like you. Kirby got some. He got some big, big shoes as here. That middle linebacker spot. That's he, a real he, big he spot. He can't fill those shoes. He does. He he he's not a good enough player to fill to to replace Denzel Perriman. You're not replacing Denzel. Okay. I wouldn't be shocked if Jawan Young, if, if if he gets his act together, I wouldn't be shocked if Jawan Young pushes Kirby out. Wouldn't shock me in the least. Yeah. You know, and and, and oh. Kirby and Kirby becomes a rotation guy because um, he could play outside too. Kirby knows all the positions, so okay. it, it would not be shocked I, at all if that happened. I got you. And my last thing is uh, the running back situation. Uh, how does that look? Well, you got oh, three guys. You got three guys. You feel well, pretty darn good about, right? Uh, you know, I, yeah, I think. Uh, I, I, I even say four. I like Tyrone. I like Gray, but I know you don't get that many real estate. Gray, Gray, he's a he's an internet paper tiger. He hasn't done anything yet. Um, I, mm-hmm. I think people 
I think people were hoping he'd be good coming out of Carroll City. He hasn't done a darn thing yet. So I'm not including him until I see something. But I think the other three guys, um, if Walton shows up as, as advertised, I think the other three guys should be pretty good. I, I mean, I'm a Gus Edwards uh, fan. I, I, I think I Gus you, Edwards but I'm about ready to let up. you go, but still, still yeah, you got to give people opportunity sometimes to show no opportunities, you can't show. Yeah, well, he's not going to get too many opportunities because the other guys that are in front of him are good football players, and you know I don't see I don't uh, see Gray getting. I really I don't. Got you. Well, I'll see you next Tuesday. Go Kane. Hope practice be great, but eight wins ain't gonna cut it for me with your boy. That's all I got to say. Have a good well, day. Well, hey, there's no guarantees I'll be right. Maybe I'll be wrong, but unfortunately <laughs> on these things, um, you know, I haven't. All been, right, you know, then, all right. Uh, um, you take care. Have fun at the first practice. I know you'll be around. <laughs> yes, sir. We'll talk to you All next right week. Now. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight is the number. Let's go now out to the six seven eight, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Pretty good. How's it going? Going good. Who's this? C D Wright Forty. Hey, what's how you up, doing? CD? Doing good, buddy. You've been kind of low key lately. I don't know. I've been worried about you. <laughs> Never, man. I, I I just kind of Gary, man. You know I love you, man, and your and and your message board. I'm I'm just kind of watching, but I just it's hard for me, man, because I just cannot take this kind of incessant whining from these people, man. I just can't. <laughs> CD, will you acknowledge that it, that it, the way last year ended, it was earned? I mean, how else were the, how else were the fans supposed to react to that? <laughs> okay, yes is the answer to that. Um, I think that the coaches didn't didn't get it done. Okay, and it's a bottom line business. Okay, the, play, the coaches didn't get it done. The players quit. I mean, how are the fans the players, supposed to react to that? Okay, here's my beef: the players and the coaches, but neither of them got it done. But I mean, it's got to end, Gary. I mean, we're getting ready to get into the season. They're not firing this dude. What is wrong with people? Well, that's what okay. I just said. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. It, it, it's time to take a deep breath, enjoy the start of the season. The team could very easily get off to a 4-0 start if they take care of business and uh, try to enjoy it a little bit, you know? I mean, it's football season. It's, 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 time, it's time to get behind, you know, get run with them and run from it. That's the way I look at it because well, there's nothing we can do but see what happens and see if any of these so-called fixes are going to work. See if any of all this chatter, I call it, that these players are providing us is real or if it's, you know, just, you know, fake and same stuff you're going to hear anyway every year. And, but at the end of the day, I mean, nobody really knows what's going to happen. We got a good idea. We got a, we got a general idea, but it, the way I look at it is, just it's it's almost hypocritical because <laughs> hypocritical because you're so focused on waiting for uh, for him to fail, you're, you're you're telling this guy to go in there with a positive mindset as a winner, and you're going in there as a fan with a losing mindset. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody there's nobody that believes that he can get it done. It, it's it's amazing. I mean, there's I haven't. You're the you're about the only one. I mean, you and, you and one or two other guys on the board. I mean, how many of how many do you think 
have told you that they, that they think that that something good can happen? I I count about I count about I maybe four or five, but there but uh, keep in mind now there are a couple that have been like me a little bit more lately. Like I you know I enjoy being there, but some of the whining I kind of had to back off a little bit. But um, but they they're a little people are a little more less they're more low key. I gotta but, ask you man, another question. I gotta ask you an honest question though, because you've been you've been at times so over the top in the other direction, and I, I just gotta know, like, are you like pushing buttons sometimes? Like, are you just are you kind of like trying to get a rise out of some of these guys with some of the stuff that you're certain, posting? That's a fair question. Certain people, yeah, certain yeah, people, because I mean, because sometimes you're just so over the top in the other direction, you know. <laughs> I I mean, I read it, I just laugh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, certain, certain people, you know, I just like I like to push your buttons because, you know, because it's just fun to, to annoy them. Yeah, but I will, <laughs> okay. You are without question one of one of our most eloquent posters. Uh, you have a you have a huge Thank presence you. on huge presence on the message board and and you know I personally think you make a massive contribution and uh, can't thank you enough for being a subscriber to the site and uh, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens this yeah. year. Yeah, uh, I'll be, I'll be, as you know, I'll be, uh, I love it there, and I'll be involved, and I can tell you right now, buckle up your seatbelt, Gary, because if this guy wins, your boy's going, I'm going to be going off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's going to be, it's going to be fast in your seatbelt time, regardless of which direction it goes in, okay? It, it, either way, it's going to be buckle tight. <laughs> <laughs> for, Very for true. For everybody, so I think it's going to be fun. Personally, I'm looking forward to it. Yep. All right, Stephen. Hey, holler at us every week. All right. Okay, I will. All right. Thanks for calling. Yep. Take care. The legendary CD Wright. I can only imagine how a lot of these guys out there are you know, sort of chuckling right now. But I meant what I said. Very eloquent guy. Makes great points. Um, <laughs> he is way in the other direction than a lot of people, um, but. You know, I think you got to respect him for his opinions as well. And, you know, someone's going to be right. Someone's going to be wrong here uh, before we get too deep into the season. Let's go now out to the 407 where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Are you with us? Going once, twice. All right, let's go to the uh, 770. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. Yes, sir. Who's this? This Steve in Atlanta. What's going on? Hey, dude? what's up, Steve? Um, hey, nothing much, man. I'm, another, I'm totally another, the opposite another, way another of right. Another legend. <laughs> <laughs> I am totally the opposite way of CB right. You oh, know, yeah. I it's almost everybody. I got else. a picture with I got a picture with Al Golden when he first got hired up here in Atlanta, and I still got it. You know, nothing against this guy. Nothing against his lovely family, as you would say. Nothing against his, you know, just being a totally stand-up guy. But what we need at the UM now is a championship coach. And it's not not about eight games here. It's not about nine. It's not about ten. It's not about eleven. It's about being able to make it to that playoff and not getting out, knocked out in the first game if you somehow – ever get there with this guy and winning a national title. And if you don't honestly think he can win one, 
Gary, after five years, why are we playing around with this guy if we win eight, nine games and just hang around here for five, six, or whatever his contract says and put us far in the hole with these kids leaving, committing, then leaving, you know, we're losing – we're losing Dade and Broward. It's like Florida State, and everybody else got a fence around our own turf, and it's just ridiculous. You get what I'm saying? Well, you know, I, I think Donna Shalala did not want her legacy to be that she fired all the coaches she hired. Okay, and and I think that, and I think that that's why she chose to to give Al Golden another year, and now he's got it. So. You know, I think what CD, I think what CD says is very applicable. I mean, it's like it's it's done. It's it's this is it, man. The season's here. Um, you know, let it play out. You know, see see yeah, how see, Gary, see how it goes. You Gary, know, Gary, I get I get that. I get let it play out. It's gonna play out because he he's not fired. But as a fan who sees it the opposite way, y'all got it. We call here to be able to give our opinion. We call you. And this is yep. our time to vent. I'm, you know, hey, I was disappointed when they kept him, and I'm still disappointed we got to go into the season with him. But the only thing that's going to make me happy is him going maybe 11-1. and one, But you just said, but you saying he don't have the talent. So if he can't get the talent right now, you know, he had five years. He had a bunch of kids last year. He had a quarterback, you know, where he was a freshman, but before that, we made an excuse for him. The year before that, we made an excuse. The year before that, we made an excuse. When we have talent, we're making excuses for him. When we're losing talent, we're making excuses for him. He's not developing players. The players are not getting better. Everybody, you know, if you look at Ohio State, Urban Meyer have been there three years with none of his kids have been. He didn't develop everything that ever came through there. Yeah, that's about what it takes, State, a well-run right? program. You, you look at Penn State, they won more games than us, and they really was on probation. If you look at it, we never really – all we had was a make-believe cloud. You know, he put that dark cloud up there. We we made you know, that cloud. You're making a great point right years. now. Great point. Great, great, great point. It is a make-believe cloud, and I'm going to tell you why. Look at how many players have been signed the last the last four years. How How many letters of intent? Um, have been signed over four years. Now, I know there's you know, 40, 50 guys that are no longer in the program, and, and that's like a self-imposed probation. But I'm talking about guys signed on signing day. Um, that is no cloud. Okay, There were plenty of guys signed. Now, you, know, you can make the argument that maybe some good players got away because they were a little scared about possible probation and stuff. Um, but, you know, I, I just – I don't I, – I, I've, I've never been – a big believer in this whole cloud thing. I think it's been nothing but one big excuse. You're dead on. It's been one big excuse. And like Big O say, and I, I love Big O, he's always on it. He's not letting this guy get a pass. He rips him every chance he gets because he deserves to be ripped. He has a job. He we The UM had a reputation as being, uh, you know, a, a top ten team, top five team, a championship caliber team. At least every five, ten years, we, you know, we somewhere in there. We're going to make our push back, and we just knew we was coming back. But with this guy, he done killed all the hope in the fans of what you expect. When you build up your hope for two or three years, and, okay, we're going to give our golden shot. You know, I want to see him do good. I want to see him do good. And we get the same old excuses 
every year, and I'm done because I don't see, I don't see the championship in him. I just don't see it in him. Yeah, well, do you, you don't see start, this guy if, ever winning a championship? That's my question to you. Well, do you my, ever see him holding I, up? I, a I would have to say no because when I look at the record, I see nine and I think I think it's nine and thirty-five. Um, wait, I'll I'll tell you the exact number. It's nine and thirty-six as a head coach against teams with five losses or less. Um, so my next and 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 those victories just you know have not come against anybody any good. Those those nine victories are against Arkansas State, Duke, Cincinnati, Navy, Villanova, UConn, Bethune Cookman twice, and Georgia Tech. And and that's it. Right. Those are those are the only games he's won in his entire career. So I think the concerns are very legitimate. I think it's gonna work itself out here this fall one way or the other. Um I All like right. Al as a person. He's he's good people. Uh probably doesn't deserve the pain that he went through last year and he might go through this year if things don't go well. Um, but I would agree the jury's very much out as to whether he can be the type of coach that can win championships. L- last the- thing I'm going to say, last thing I'm going to say, Gary, because I know you got a lot of people holding. And I'm going to be at a few games this year. I think I'm going to go ahead and get those season tickets. But if he can't win a championship and he's not getting any better, why should we care when this guy gets fired? Well, Second you're not game, first game, third it, 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 game. It, it, no, I'm saying you, you saying it's no, you saying it's hard. The 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 people is not gonna come down and 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 embarrass him. You know he's embarrassing the program. So why should we care? He didn't have five years. If it's time to get rid of him, no matter when when it happens, it, it needs to happen more sooner than later. And we need to move on. And that's uh, it. And um, Gary, appreciate you letting me vent. And I'll be listening um, next week. And put, put right. me on hold. I'm going to keep listening. All right, you got it. Hey, thank you for being part of the show, as always. Um, let's go out now to the 805, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Is it me? That's you. Hey, how you doing? Doing good. Who's this? This is uh, Kelly Kane from uh, Fort, Fort Lauderdale. All righty. What you got for us tonight? Hey, can you talk a little bit about uh, Yerby? Um you know, he got in some trouble recently, kind of interested in knowing what happened there. And also talk about some of the physical uh, development of some of the most improved players that you've seen in the off-season strength and conditioning program. What, what are your thoughts are on that? I will start with year B. I'm not going to go into a ton of detail there, to be honest with you. He's a kid. Uh, there's a lot of hearsay. Um, you know, obviously he was suspended for spring practice. Obviously, he was missing from the team for most of the summer. Uh, there's obviously something there. But, you know, I don't want to speak out of school about a 19-year-old kid. I just don't think it's appropriate. I think, you know, you pretty much can figure out what's going on and put two and two together um, if you think about it. You know, why, why, why do kids get in trouble in college, you know, usually? If, in, unless it's something really serious that becomes publicly known. You know, I think if you put two and two together, you'll be able to, to, to figure it out. Um, fair, fair, but, fair. But, you know, guys in the weight room, I mean, I, I think Gus Edwards has been phenomenal in there without question. Um, I haven't seen the most recent strength stats. We should get those hopefully in the next couple of days. Um, but, you know, Gus Edwards for sure has, has been great in there. A guy that you wouldn't think about that's been great in offseason workouts is Braxton Berrios. Might be pound for pound the best athlete on the team. Nice. Um, 
you know, little guy, but, you know, just is off the charts on all the measurables in the, um, in the weight room and when they're out uh, on the field doing those type of drills. Um, young guys, uh, been a lot of buzz about Redwine, uh, which was kind of a surprise since he was a late signee that they weren't even seriously recruiting up until right at the end. And uh, apparently he's been doing some really, really good things amongst the, the young guys. Um, uh, O-linemen that might make an impact early. I think you, you'd, you'd look at uh, Gauthier and um, and St. Louis. Um, St. Louis, uh, I, I think, um, have, have been standing out there from from what I've heard. Um, trying to think uh, who, who else I would bring up here off the top of my head. But um, we'll have all the weight room stuff uh, here in the next few days for you guys. Uh, and you'll be able to see who, who's lifting what, who's improved the most, and that, and that kind of thing. But those are a few that just come to my mind real quick. Okay, uh, last point I'll make, and then you can kind of keep me on hold. Um, are, are Golden and his coaching staff, are they going to put Chad Thomas and AQM on the field at the same time, or do you think they're going to continue to refuse to do that and not stack our deck? I think that's going to be up to those guys. You know, there's a lot of competition <laughs> Uh, they got a lot of bodies on the defensive line. Uh, you know, people have been raving about Demetrius Jackson last year on the scout team. Uh, Trent Harris is trying to to be in the mix. You know, so there there's there's a lot of of bodies there co- competing. Jelani Hamilton trying to trying to get in the, into the picture, who's never really um, been a factor. So I, I think it's going to be up to those two guys. I mean, I think they're clearly the two most talented guys and the two guys most capable of being fixtures at defensive end. Um, but do I think anything is uh, etched in stone going into fall camp? Probably not. Yeah, I, I think we're going to beat expectations this year, the five-and-a-half game point spread. I think that we're going to beat that, but I still don't think we're not close to where we need to be. That's, that's all I have to say. All righty. Well, thanks for uh, being part of the show and give us a call next week. Thank you. Yep. All right, let's go now to... We'll go back to the 305, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Are you with Hello? us? Yes, that's you. Hey, Gary? Yes, sir. Who's this? Hey, Johnny O from Burr Road. Hey, what's up, Johnny O? Welcome back. How's it going? Yeah, thanks, man. How's your summer? It was good, man. I'm feeling good, baby. Feeling I good. I hear that, man. Um, it's good to be back in uh, therapy, you know? Well, it's not and, therapy uh, yet. Not therapy. <laughs> man, I've been waiting for this for a while. So what um, you got for I just us, wanted though? to say, um, you know, ever since the off season, you know, we 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 got so many recruits. You know, we got twelve four stars committed, and and another uh, another, you know, twenty or you know, so through this season and next season and. And, you know, it's like wow, so many recruits, you know, and and ninety five percent are from South Florida. What a positive, you know, what a positive thing to happen. Yeah, I don't know where you come up with twelve four stars. What do you mean? Right, we got right, seven well, right now. This I think, right now, year. right now, I think there's seven. Yeah, and next year there's five already oh, committed. You're looking, okay, you're on. You're on twenty. Okay, you're you're looking at the next no, year. I'm right, saying, no, I'm saying. I'm saying, but but that's what I'm saying. Ever since the off season. I wouldn't you know, jump ahead. 12. I would. I wouldn't jump ahead two years. It means nothing. Look at look well, at look at what's in front of you. Twenty sixteen. 
Yeah, but it doesn't matter. I'm just saying, ever since the off season, you know, you got 12 four-stars committed plus an extra 20 committed that are three-stars and except one two-star, you know. It's like I can't believe the, the positive uh, reaction and recruits already committed. You know, that says something, you know. Well, they're working extremely hard. I, I think they're doing the best that they can possibly do under the circumstances. Um, yeah. Mike still is not a player on the national landscape. Uh, you know, they're, they're not in the mix for most of the top players in the country. But I think that they're doing an extremely good job at the next level, particularly in South Florida. Um, I think they've got guys in, in the ops room there that are working their butts off. Um, George Baez yeah. and Eric Joseph are, are two new guys that – that weren't lead guys last year that are that seem to be really busting it uh, from the inside, uh, and you know they're having some success now. You know, are they going to be able to sustain it? Are they, you know, are those commitments going to hold up? I think a lot's going to depend on how the season goes. You know, I th- I think people are just waiting to take target practice. Yeah, I think with uh, the new addition of the new AD and 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 Coach Ice. And, uh, you know, one or two others and all these recruits. I mean, you know, it's been nothing but pretty much positive stuff throughout these last seven months. Wouldn't you agree? I'd agree to a point. You know, Coach Ice is not making as big an impact as I thought he would. You know, I I thought he'd make a bigger impact than he has. But Well, uh, maybe not yet as recruiting, but I'm sure coaching the ones he has now, I'm sure that he's doing a great job, I can imagine. Yeah, and he, he I mean, as a running back coach, I don't think you're going to have any issues with yeah. Coach Ice. I mean, you know, he's right. a good football coach. Yeah, you know, just just wanted to you know focus on the positive things that have happened month in and month out these last eight months. You know, and uh, with some faith, uh, you know, we gotta we gotta uh, see the glass halfway full. You know, forget the past and look towards the future. You know, the future looks bright. You know, even if it's not that bright to some people, but, you know, bright is bright, you know, whether it's a little bit or a lot, you know? Well, I don't think the future is defined. I I think you're going to see what the future looks like here in the next couple months. It'll take care of itself. I don't think as we're sitting here beginning of August that anything's defined. Yeah. That would be my opinion. I, I can't. I wouldn't sit here. I wouldn't say the future is gloomy, and I wouldn't say the future is bright. I think the future is very much in question, and I think that the results will will speak for themselves. Well, you know, I I I believe. You know, I believe. Let's just put it like that. And uh, has there anybody that has come out to say that we we believe that uh, they believe that we're going to go undefeated and win it all this year? No. But I commend you for I'm, being positive. You want to know why? <laughs> like, I'm going to be the I, first one to say we will go undefeated and win it all this year. And, and you know what, Johnny O? I commend you for being positive. And you want to know why? Because football season is meant to be enjoyed, man. That that is yeah. our time. That, you know, and we have some we have some women fans out there too that I'm sure are listening to the show. And and you know, they're one of the boys when football season comes. No, you know, and and they're more than they're yeah. welcome. Our, they're welcome into our fraternity, so to speak. But yeah. you know, yeah. But for the most part, football fans are guys, and th- th- this is our time. You know, this is our time to enjoy this sport and and the greatness of the games and and the yeah. experience of going out there on Saturday and tailgating with our friends and going to the game and blah 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 blah, traveling on the road yeah. with the team for those that do it. And you know, this is our yeah. time. And you know what? Yeah. You know. I, I was playing golf a few weeks ago, and, and some guy came up to me 
and 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 stop me before I got to the first tee. And he says to me, "Yeah, I'm not going to the games this year. They have taken something away from us." And and he felt like like exactly what I'm talking about right here has been taken away from everybody. You know, no, don't you don't let somebody yeah. take that away from you, man. Football no, season no. is a special time. And you know what? Yeah. In August, if you want to feel your your dang team is going to go 11 and 0, and that's going to exactly. enhance your, that's going to enhance your experience. Exactly. You know, exactly. hey, all the power to you, brother, because that's what football season is meant to be, and that's exactly. what August is meant to be. Amen. Amen. <laughs> hey, man, thank right. you, man. You know, for all, all your right. hard work, you know, I read everything, and, uh, you know, God bless, and I'll be keeping in touch every week. You got it, man. Always look forward to your call. All Thanks right. For calling. Take care, man. Bye. Y- yes, sir. Johnny O from Bird Road. All right, 646-595-2048 is the number, 646 595 2048. Let's go on out to 850, the land of the Noles. Hopefully, it's a Kane fan. We're now live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Ah, dang it. Jimbo Fisher does that every week. All right, let's try oh, Gator Country, the 904. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. 904, are you with us? Ah, darn it. Randy Shannon. Jesus. These guys. Let's go. Let's try Orlando Town, the 407. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Come on, guys. If you're not coming on the show, get off the phone lines. Let's go to the 574. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Going once. Going twice. Wow. All right. Come on, guys. 205. This better not be Nick Saban. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Oh, it's the famous slaughter. What's up, buddy? Oh, man. I just at work. Um, I really wasn't trying to get on, but I, um, I wasn't really trying to get on today. But um, I guess I got the things I can say. Um, at you. Um, let me see. Um, what's the what's the deal with Stacey Kohler? You think he's gonna you think he's gonna kind of reshape his form and you know be the playmaker that we thought he was gonna be last year? I think he's gonna get every chance. You know, I, I think there's a commitment internally within the program to give Stacy Coley a chance to be everything that they thought Stacy Coley was going to be. And from there it's up to the kid, you know, it's up to him. Uh but but he's going to get balls thrown his way and and he's going to get a chance to be an impact player. I just hope they don't throw him a million a million tunnel screens like they did at um at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I agree. You know, I didn't really, I, I didn't really think that kind of got him going. You got to give him some streaks or some some post routes, you know, something that, something kind of open. You know, well, get that's him what he did as a freshman. The, exactly. That's what they, you know, the, that's where he excelled as a freshman down the I field. I think you, I think, I think a guy like Baxter, Braxton Barrios, he kind of throwing some tunnel screens, some quick screens. I think he can, you know, that can get him going. But Coley, you got to get him on some in routes, some. You know some postcards, some things like that. But you know, um, yeah, I hope I hope he have a good year because I'm really rooting for the kid. But um, only um, not another thing. The, the um, safeties. What, what's up with um, what's up? With, who's gonna start at safety? Because I know um, I know Bush is gonna start. Who you think gonna get that strong safety position? Man, I'll tell you, that's gonna be one of the most heated competitions in, in training camp. Um, you know, Jenkins coming back, Jamal Carter. 
you know, I, I mean, Small Carter, you know, it, it's just going to depend on who's the most sound. I mean, you got a guy coming off injury. you got a guy that was a little uneven last year. Um, both physically are very good potential players. Um, both are going to obviously play a lot, but I think it's going to it's literally going to be probably the most heated battle of fall, fall camp. Okay, but I'm just going to give my um, little prediction, not game, how many games we're going to win, but a player I think that's going to have a breakout season that's going to redeem himself, Herb Waters. I think I think he's going to have a breakout season this year. Well, I, I, I would agree with you, and, and I'll tell you why. Herb screwed up last year, didn't do the right things off the field, and didn't do the right things on the field. And, you know, I think he learned his lesson a little bit. He had a disappointing year, and now he's got to come back and be better than that. We, you know, everyone, everyone knows he has the physical capability to do so. Exactly. And, and and I would agree with you. I, I think he'll have a good year also. Yeah, but if you just look at if you, if you just look at him far as from a measurement standpoint, he's a prototypical receiver. What what you like? He's fast, you know, rangy, you know, run pretty decent routes. I think you know he has all the potential. But like you said, I'm, hopefully he got his mental together and matured a lot, man. But you know, I I think we're gonna be more of a passing team this year, honestly, because I don't really know if I I, I you got you got to I think you got more veterans on that on you know at the receiver position this year. You know, so I think they're going to rely more on the receivers this year. I think a lot of people think they're going to run Gus a lot, but I don't really think so. I think they're going to let Kaya come out and, you know, air it out a little bit and try to put up some points and try to jump out on big leagues so the, you know, the defense don't have to really carry them or try to win games for them. Yeah, I, I think they they got to strike a good balance. I, I think they got to start with the running game. I, I'm not I'm, – I'm a little – the, I'm more, the only thing that concerns me – Slaughter, the I'm only not, thing that – the, you know, the only thing that concerns me about Brad Kaya is that is that there's too much pressure being put on him. He, you know, he, he hasn't won a football game yet. I mean, he I mean, hasn't. You start a quarterback. You start a quarterback in the NCAA. You got I mean, I don't care what what school yet. You got a lot of pressure on you. I mean, he's been yeah, doing but, it all his but, life. And shit, and but but what that, I'm saying but, is, he hasn't beaten anybody any good yet. He hasn't beaten one good team yet. He hasn't and, had to. I mean, he has Slaughter, he's being hyped like he's the second coming of Jim Kelly here. I mean, I mean, that, I mean, that's my I mean just look, you gotta, but Gary, you gotta think. You gotta look at what the kid has done as a freshman. The numbers he's he, put up is a good, for a freshman. And he's, he, he was great last year. He didn't really know the, yeah. he didn't really know the playbook. He did a very good job. There's no question that there's every reason for everybody to to feel he's probably the best player on the team and and look for nothing but great things from him. But what what I'm trying to say is that. They're making him the lead. He's the leader of the team. Uh, he's being hyped like crazy in the media. And I, my only concern is that it's too much, too quick. That's all. In I, and I, honestly, I, honestly, just just from what I observe, I haven't been around the kid or anything like that. I don't think he's the type of kid that let that type of stuff go to his head. I think he's mentally strong enough, and he treats it as a profession that he doesn't. He you know he knows what he has to do. Well, I'm um, talking about being ready to live up to I, the I, expectations. Yeah, I mean, I, I, really, I think I think he's the best. Honestly, from what I've seen, he's probably the best quarterback we had since Dorsey. Uh, since Dorsey. Yeah, he honestly, is. Honestly, from what he, from what he did, and we had a decent one. Uh, that was the kid that came from Florida that brought the, that had that come that game against Florida. Uh, Brock Berlin. Brock Berlin, and he was he was decent. He's way better than that kid, that guy. 
You see what I'm saying? But I, I got, I've got faith that I, I think, I think they're gonna, I think we're gonna be more of a pass-oriented um, team because I don't really have faith in the running backs right now. Yerby, he don't break enough tackles for me, and you know, Gus Fields run like he's a basketball player. Yeah, but so, Yerby, Yerby's I mean, gotten a little bigger. It's year two. He's gotten a little bit bigger. Gus I mean, Edwards, he's, he's, he's a four-seven. Gu- he's a four-seven kid. I think he's a little quicker than that. He's, he's not four-four, I mean, but he's. Quick, but I'm talking about straight he, lines. Straight line speed. No, I mean, quicker, I don't. I don't. He's quicker than four-seven. He's quicker than four-seven slaughter. But you know, and and Gus Edwards has just been incredible in workouts and stuff. He got to show it to me. He got to prove it to me on the field because they, well, they, they, they have these workout warriors every year. He's a big body. He's a physical runner, and now he's increased his speed to go with it. So um, I'm very anxious to see how he shows up this year. By game five, Mark Wal- Mark Walton probably will be starting or somebody like that. I don't have faith in him. He got to show me something. And I watch well, running. I'm a running back coach. He doesn't. He's just not. He doesn't have that. Oh my God! I want to see Gus Edwards run. He get. I mean, he's getting. I mean, just he takes too many big hits. He still. He still hasn't got his pad level down. I'm sorry. I'm just not sold on the kid. I think he's going to be a backup by the by the mid middle of the season. They're going to give him a chance because he's been there. He's a, you know he's a veteran guy, but I don't think he's going to be able to to take if, over. I don't think he's going to be able to if hold he's a time. backup by the middle of the season. That means the running game's pretty darn good. So there's nothing wrong with that. All right, I understand that, Gary, man. But I'm you know happy I got on, man. That's all you know. All I wanted to talk about, man. And, I'm glad we got I got my little therapy every Tuesday now. I don't have to beat my it's head like against I the wall. Like I told um, our buddy from Bird Road, man, it's not therapy yet. Well, I'm not saying therapy far as just bad. I'm just saying far as me getting to talk Kane sports because I'm in Birmingham. All I hear is damn road tide of War Eagle. I'll get out of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we're thrilled you got on and uh, give us a call again next week. All right, man. Oh, oh. All right, Slaughter. Yeah, hold I've missed that uh, that Ibis call from the infamous slaughter. All right, let's go out to the five three zero. Hey Gary, this is. Uh, there you go. Go ahead, Gary. This is, hey Gary, this is Josh from California. Um, got a question about their uh, defensive schemes. I mean, are they going to let these boys play or not? Like, are they going to let them rush the quarter? Are, are they going to let them play one gap scheme? Are they going to play some complicated two gap scheme where you sit back and? It's all complex, and everyone's thinking, and, you know, they're hesitating because they don't have everything figured out. It's too complex. Are they going to let these boys play in a one-gap scheme where you attack? That's what I, I want to know, because I think if you let these boys play, I think they can play. Yeah, you I know? don't know. And I, I, uh, I, don't I mean, know. are you they going to chickalo these kids or what? I don't you know. know. I, I don't want to see. Yeah. I can answer, I, I I hate can answer see, a lot of questions. I, hate, I can't yeah. answer that one. You know, we I don't know. I mean, I don't feel. AQM, yeah. When I watched spring practice, I didn't feel like I was watching anything radically different. I really didn't. I I, I thought he was that they were blitzing a little bit more than maybe they have in the yeah. past and try, trying to be a little bit more aggressive. But you know, to to me that you know that's a catch twenty two sometimes too. I mean, I you know I don't know if they have the personnel to get there when they blitz, and if you're not getting there, now you're exposing the secondary. I mean, you know, I I have to be wrong about the personnel. I don't feel they have impact personnel on defense and for them to be successful i have to be wrong um because yeah. at some well, point like, yeah you've got to have guys that can make plays and you've got to be able to play aggressively like you're talking about and turn guys loose mm-hmm. and, and 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 be reckless and know that things are okay behind them and um yeah. you know we just don't we don't have the answers to those questions yet 
Yeah, well, I guess we're going to find out. I, I would just, I think we do have a decent amount of talent. I know it hasn't shown, but I think if you play a one-gap system that they could that they could have a chance to prove themselves. And I think, you know, uh, other recruits, we've talked about this before, you know, on your show, but other recruits, they if, if we play a one-gap scheme, you know, defensive tackles and defensive ends, uh, you know, for good four- and five-star high school football players, you know, when they see that, they're going to be like, hey, hey maybe I want to play for you. But it's difficult to recruit good defensive line players in a two-gap scheme. So, Well, then that explains why they haven't been able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> because um, yeah, I think recruiting on that side of the ball has um, has not been up to snuff in the, in the first yeah. you know, four years. And the, I got another question just about their offensive line. I mean, they've got – yes, they're young, you know – They've got some young players, McDermott, uh, Linder, and Darling. But they're not freshmen. They've had a year, you know, a year to grow and everything. So, I mean, do you think that they're, even what they're, even the fact that they've had one year, do you think that that gives them a chance to to have a good offensive line? It definitely gives them an edge if they hadn't played at all. You know, McDermott didn't get to play a ton. Um, my concern there is that he's more of a right tackle than a left tackle. Uh, I'm not sure he's athletic yeah. enough to be a left tackle, but in terms of getting big and, and losing his baby fat, he's done a great job in the off season. He he looks like a million dollars, and uh, so it's going to be great to see how, how he does. Um, Linder's a classic overachiever, uh, probably came in a little undersized, uh, and it was always intended that he was going to play center. He played some guard last year, but at least he got into mm-hmm. games, and, and this isn't his first time on the field, so obviously that helps a little bit. Yeah. Darling. Like you said, played a lot of football last year. had had some good moments, had some bad. Uh, I'm a little concerned about his consistency. Um, you know, he has a tendency to make some pretty big mistakes. Like, you know, the, the one that comes to mind to me is the Florida State game late in the fourth quarter. Miami's driving to try to win the game, and um, James Coley makes a great call and, and calls a draw play to mm-hmm. year being. The play was right there, and it might have gone for a touchdown. And Darling missed his block, and the guy, you know, caught year mm. behind, and the and the play got stuffed. And um, you know, th- mm. that's the difference between winning and losing, man. You can't you can't have that happen. So he's going to have to be a lot better this year and not be as inconsistent as he was last year. Um, Isadora, I, I think, is it should be rock solid this year. He's played a lot of football. He's yeah. He's he's a good player, so he should be rock solid. The spot I'm most concerned about. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I I like Alex Gall, great kid. Um, I think he's an average football player, and I just don't mm-hmm. think they have a they have a ton behind those guys. And it's going to be interesting to right. see if any of these freshmen can mix in. But um, you don't want to be playing true freshmen if you can help it on the O line because it comes with that inconsistency that you got from Darling last year. Yeah, well, they're going to have to hope that they don't have too many injuries on the offensive line. No you doubt. <laughs> You know you're no gonna doubt. have one or two, but you, you, if once they start piling up, if they do, you know they're they're gonna be in trouble. No doubt. So. All right, you got anything else tonight? Uh, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, now just one quick question about Yearby. Now I don't need to know all the details and stuff, but he's he, it looks like he's gonna be he's still with the team. He's gonna be playing back, yes. the first will, game yes. events against yes. BC. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm not saying that. You know, I don't. You know, yeah, I'm not saying he'll be out there for the first game. There, there, there might oh, be. A, okay. You know, there's going to be a few guys like always that, you know, are suspended at the beginning of the year. 
Yeah. You know, well, yeah, I guess we don't really need him against BC, but. Yeah, I mean, well. <laughs> that's in Cookman. So we'll see what happens there. But, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure yeah. what his suspension status is at this point. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's all, all I right. have for you. Thanks a lot. All right, man, thanks for being part of the show. Give us a call next week. Okay, you bet. All right, 646-595-2048 is the number. Uh, let's go to the 850, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Going once, twice, three times. I'll tell you, we're not bringing anybody from Tallahassee on ever again. These guys, they just play games. All right, let's go to the 484. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? All right, let's try the um, let's try the seven eight six. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Going once, twice, <laughs> three times. Come on, guys! If you're not coming on the show, stop tying up phone lines. Let's go to seven now. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Turn your radio down. All right, you're going to have to come back. Um, let's try the 786 again. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Going once, twice. <laughs> Another call from the 786. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. What is this, Halloween? Um, let's try the 407. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? <laughs> All right, let's try the 239. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. All right, let's go to the 678. <laughs> you are now live on Kane Sport Live. What's up, Furman? All right, finally. Jesus, I don't know what these guys are doing tonight. It's like, come on, you guys out there. If, if you're not coming on the show, please don't tie up the phone line. It's what's your boy T Dog, man. Good. Hey, what's up, T Dog? How you been? Man, I'm chilling, man. You know, being a daddy, being being hubby, all that good stuff. Yeah, did you have a good summer? I did, man. I did. Went to Vegas actually. I put a little something down on my canes, you know. You know, I had to bet with my heart, but it's all good. What odds did you get? Uh I jumped on that that on the uh the five and a half, man. I think we're gonna win at least five games. I'd be shocked if we don't. I mean well, it's really uh, tough. I think that's almost the, that's as close to a lock as I've ever seen in football. If this team really? can't win six games, oh my god! I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean that would. I mean, I could I could coach the, the Canes to six wins, man. But um, yeah, I'm just and I, and I, I'm, I saw one of the uh, topic questions in, in your thread. Is this dude really? Is his coaching uh, acumen really that far from his great organizational and speaking skills? I'm just I'm I can't believe. How undressed he gets in games, Gary. I mean, so far it has been. I mean, he, he's he's a phenomenal CEO. I mean, very detail oriented, uh, very very or you know, he's he's got great organizational skills. Uh, he, he's a great face of the program. Does a good job with the media on TV, things like that. I mean, really, as good as it gets. Like, what what coach is better on TV than Al Golden? I mean, nobody. Um, yeah, I mean, even if you look but, at like his his interviews, you know, the ACC, and you compare his interview, even like when he did the little play by play thing, I thought that was kind of cool. You know, it's like, God, how can a guy with so much charisma and so who's he's just intelligent, like he's right for the job? Yeah, man. I, I, is it really just a, a matter of 
him hiring his friends instead of hiring guys that should be uh, really behind the wheels, is that what it really, really, really boils down to? Well, and maybe not correcting mistakes he's made. You know, I, I, you know, he's had opportunities to correct mistakes the last few years, and he hasn't done it. I mean, you know, listen, I, I thought from my perch when they got blown out by Louisville in that bowl game a couple of years ago, I, I right. felt it was screaming at him that he needed to make some changes in the program. And he did nothing. I, I, I was stunned. I mean, as somebody who covers it and observes it, I mean, he, he did absolutely nothing. And, um, you know, last year it got worse. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and and really, if you look at it honestly and at face value, is it really a surprise that it got worse? When you have problems that are screaming at you and you don't correct them, and then you go into another year, like, why would it get better? You know, I mean, I, those, those I problems mean, are going away. And then I, I, I'm i in that argument, I'm in that camp that argues that I think Cooley, granted, now he's, you know, he's talking about Coach Cooley. I, I agree that uh, he's new, you know, he's still learning on the job somewhat. But I don't think he is, is as bad as some of his games look. I, just like you mentioned um, a couple of calls ago, how the guy missed a block and that probably would have been a touchdown. I just really think that he's handcuffed a bit on how aggressive he can be. I mean, come on, man. Cole is from the from the bottom, from the 305. You know that swag mentality. I just don't think he calls the kind of games that that matches his personality. I really think in the meetings before, you know, during the week, Golden is like, look, you know what, I want to control the clock. You know, I want my defense off the field. You know, that kind of thing. And I think that kind of handcuffs and dictates what Cole really wants to do. Because if you look at the skill set that we have on offense, there's no reason why we shouldn't be putting up 30, 35 points a game. Well, they probably have the personnel to go up tempo, you know, and, and play the way Oregon and Auburn and some of those teams play. Um, but but I think you're right. I mean, I don't think that's Al Golden's philosophy. Um, exactly. I, I, think, I think Coley's willing to be whatever, you know, he's told to be. I mean, I, I think he's certainly capable – of running an offense like that, so um, you know there might be some. Let me ask you this: What, what, what kind of saying? offense did he run at? What kind of offense did he run when he was with Mario? At FIU. Yeah, like what, um, what, they, what, they, what they did a lot of. I think from what I remember, they did a lot of uh, read option type stuff, and and um, you know I, I didn't watch enough of it to be honest with you to me really either. give I mean, you. None of us uh, did. Exactly. Yeah, I can't, I can't give you that strong of opinion, but um, you right. know, I, I think it's more of like a read option type of offense. Okay, but basically something that's aggressive, nothing that was like you know ball control, clock control. No, he's thing. an aggressive. You're, you're absolutely right about Coley. Coley's a three hundred five guy. He's an aggressive guy. Um, they were aggressive at times last year, but um, if it was totally up to him, would they be more aggressive? Maybe. Hell uh, yeah, man. Was, Keep- but honestly, I didn't think that was their problem last year. I thought their problem last year was their play counts were were like a joke. I mean, they, you know, everybody talks about offensive production and stuff. There were a lot of those games they hardly were on the field. But then, but I'm, Gary, even though, but even with like prime example, and I don't know how many times I have watched that FSU game on replay. I'll be in the I'll be in the shower watching on my tablet, man. I mean, I just cannot watch enough of the first quarter and a half of that game. I mean, it was just amazing. And I'm saying to myself, why did they take their feet off off the gas? I just don't understand it. I mean, the the okay. play calling was horrible after that. You cannot tell me that it's not coming from the CEO of we have a lead. Let's get out of here with this win. Let's run this clock down. Like, come on, dude. Well, you're, you're playing against the champions from last year. You cannot 
dude, scared money don't make money, man. You got to get out there and put your foot in their ass, Gary. I have a question, though, and, and, and I'm not saying that it's either way because, you know, I don't think anybody credible has substantiated all this talk of Golden told Coley to to rain, you know, pull in the reins and that kind of thing. I don't, you know, I, I haven't heard anybody credible say that. Um, but I think that one thing that is getting lost is two things. Um, a, Florida State was a better football team than Miami last year I and agree. the year before. I agree. Like their, their, their personnel is just flat better. Okay, that's but, number but one. But yeah, we see. But we see all the time in college football better teams losing to teams yeah, that are coached well. You know, after that first quarter, and and Coley had a great game plan. You know, nobody gives Florida State credit for making adjustments. I mean, I mean, you know, they made some they made some adjustments defensively um, in the middle part of the second quarter that Miami never adjusted back to was the problem, in my opinion. But and, I also think helped that by 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 pulling back a little bit, Gary. I just well, but I they look were, at the play call. Go ahead. They started doing more things with their safeties and disguising coverages better, and um, I believe they played a little bit more zone because they were getting torched by Philip Dorsett early in that game. Um, I'd have to go back and analyze it play by play, but I just I remember a lot of de- defensive adjustments made by Florida State that I thought had a way bigger impact on that game than anybody gives it credit for. And at, and the bottom line is Florida State was a much better top to bottom football team. If there's anything I would like to see Colin work on, it's definitely be a little bit more creative in the run game. Other than that, I think he's just fine, man. And if his recruiting, you can't even, I mean, come on, really? Would, could you imagine the quarterback situation without him being here? Oh, my God. Well, you wouldn't have Brad Kaya. And I'll tell you what, he's working years ahead. He's got Jack Allison coming in next year. Um, and then there's a kid out in California he's recruiting for the following year that I like a lot by the name of Tyler Lytle. And, um, you know, go go on YouTube and watch that kid. That kid works like I I can't remember seeing a kid work like this as a junior in high school. Um, and he's out there throwing every day, and fo- you know, football's really important to him. And he's getting better and better. He's growing. I think he's up to six four now. Um, and you know, if Coley's here, then you know he'll come into the mix next year as the 2017 quarterback. I, I feel pretty strongly about that. So, you know, Coley's doing a great, great job of identifying quality quarterbacks early and then doing a phenomenal job of recruiting them. The only thing I don't understand as somebody who covers the program and observes what goes on and, and you know how hard we cover recruiting, I don't right. understand why he is not more engaged outside of South Florida. I mean, he is by far the best recruiter on the staff. And, you know, I, I know it's hard for a coordinator because they have so many other responsibilities. Um, but, you know, the reality is they need five James Coley's, five guys that can recruit outside of South Florida um, like he does. Because as, as talented as the kids in South Florida are, uh, you have to be able to go out and, and, and get – you know, ten. Yeah, you got to cherry pick some of the other ones, man. Definitely. You got to cherry pick outside of South Florida, and 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 he's a he's the kind of coach that can do it. You don't get those kind of coaching staff unless you got Bush Davis at the top. So on, on that note, man. I don't believe no, I don't call. believe that's true. I, I think you got to. I think you got to have the. the you got to want that kind of staff. And and yeah, I think well, and, I, and I think anything less, T Dog, is has to be unacceptable. You know, you have to I want agree. it. You got to go get it. 
Okay, and I and I don't want to, you know, forget this noise. Oh, Miami doesn't pay enough. Blah 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 blah. No, I don't believe that either, man. There have been plenty of great coaches who worked at Miami that 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 were able to go out and recruit. How about Curtis Johnson and the way that he used to oh, go work? Oh my God! The way he used to go work the state of Louisiana. I'm I mean, about to bring a foot in my eye, man. I don't even want to go there, man. But you, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, you got you got to have yeah, guys man. that. That can go do that, and you know, there's nothing personal with anybody. I mean, you know, every everyone's a good guy and and has nice families and everything else. I mean, dude, this is a a show me it's a get business, it done. Man. It's a yeah, it's, man, it's a get a it done me. business, right? Get it done, and 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 you know, th- that's why you know I thought it was screaming two years ago. Um, I mean, we've beat this subject to death, so I'm not going to go on and on. But it was screaming two years ago that some changes needed to be made. There weren't any made, and it was not, to me it wasn't a surprise that it didn't get better last year. And I and there still weren't you know a, a massive changes made this year. And that's why I think you see people predicting a five or six win season. All right, hey man, hey, thank you so much for being part of the show. We'll call back next week, okay? And I love it, baby. All righty, man. Hey, good good hearing from you. All right, we got um looks like about uh, 35 minutes of show left, so we're going to go um, back out to the lines again. If you're not coming on the show, please do not tie up phone lines. Uh, let's try the 574. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Going once, going twice. All righty. Um, let's try the 305 this time. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's up, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? Uh, this uh, Kane Life Twenty Six. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing tonight? Hey, what's up? Uh, I'm doing good, Gary. Um, I just wanted to talk about my hurricanes, man. Um, I love them to death, but I'm not, you know, I'm not too optimistic about the season. You know, I'm just in wait and see approach. Uh, I'm rooting for my team. Don't get it wrong. You don't don't get me wrong. You know, it's just. I don't feel like I have nothing to look forward to this season. I, I want to see Brad Collier. I do. But I'm just, like, so sick and tired of this coaching staff. Like you said, two years ago I felt like we should have made a change when we got blowed out on national television against Louisville. We didn't make no changes. We didn't even change the defensive concepts. We didn't change nothing. We came back out last year with the same stuff. That team was not a six-win team. So my my from my my perspective, I believe – we just need another coach. We do. I mean, you know, it's on players as well. But I want to know your thoughts. Who you think who is who would be a best hire for you at this moment? I'm not. I don't have any thoughts on that yet. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, I, listen. I have a lot of respect for Al, and and I and I respect the the position of head coach at the University of Miami. And I'm just not going to get into sitting here in August before a season starts and worry about who's going to replace them. You know, let's see. To me, let's see how the season goes, um, how it plays out. Let's, let's see how they do in all these games. And maybe maybe they'll surprise everybody, you know? I mean, yeah, it wouldn't, I, I it wouldn't be. Do. I pray they do. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and if, it, if it goes well, he's gonna, he, he'll be back next year. And if it doesn't go well, he'll probably be replaced. And we'll be sitting here in November uh, at that point, worrying about who the next coach is going to be, but I, you know, I don't want to do that in August, man. You know, it's not right. It, it, <laughs> hey, Gary, I mean, you know, I it's got not one right. more question. Yes, sir. I got one more question. Um, I do believe the next coach that if we do have to get a next coach, you know, or if Al Golden, you know, fix this problem that's going on now, I just hope he do let the officer coordinator James Coley 
Or if it's somebody else, I hope we start running an up-tempo offense. I I believe that will help South Florida. You know, the, the talent that we, we get from here, you know, you know, a lot of the players, they coming up now and they running this speed option and fast-paced offense. Like, you know, we had Florida State on the ropes. I mean, yeah, truth be told, they, they, they made changes in that second half. I was at that game. But we came out that second half running the ball, and, you know, we were trying to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball with Duke. And, you know, Florida State was waiting on that, and that's how they won against Louisville. They won against us. Like, teams changed their game plan. Yeah, they made adjustments, but we stopped looking to throw to Clyde Walford in the middle of the end, I mean, the middle of the field. It was like, you know, I mean, our offense, you know, it hurt us a lot last year, but, you know, in the defense, I ain't even going to get on that. You already know the two gaps is not, not what it is because Anthony Chickenlow is proving that wrong right now. Like, and I don't understand why we getting five-star defensive ends like Chad Thomas. Yeah, he, he's not proven in college level. But this kid played football all his life. He knows how to get to the quarterback. So it's like, you know, they got to let these kids play too, man, because they're not playing to the strength of South Florida. That's what I believe. Like, And that's what Al Golden is in the disconnect with the South Florida recruits right now. They looking at the game. They see that the players are not happy playing the system that they are playing. And I got this from a certain recruit. You know, I, I be around recruits a lot. And, you know, they tell me, like, he's playing like, you know, he's still up in New Jersey. And that's just being real, Gary. I, um, put me on hold. I want to listen. All right, you got it. Um, in, in fairness on his Chicklo comment, uh, Chicklo's getting his shot in the National Football League at um, as a linebacker. So, you know, I'm not sure it's a fair comparison to the times he was playing defensive end at Miami. But, you know, I, I get what he's saying. You know, he doesn't feel like players are being used to the best of their ability, um, which is an argument that a lot of people uh, try to make. Um, as far as the offense is, is concerned, I, I think – the, the next progression in James Coley's development as an offensive coordinator is not just having a great game plan to start the game, but then having that second game plan in his back pocket so that when the defense adjusts, he's got something else to bring to the table. And, and I, you know, I, 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 that's what I, you know, you got to hope that you start to see a, a little bit more of this year. All right, let's go out to the 813. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. It's one of the girls that listens to your show. Hey, I knew there was one or two out there. Who's this? Yep. Uh, this is Louise from Brandon. What's up, Louise? I just want to let you know you had a caller about five or six callers ago. It was very positive on the season, and I think everyone needs to strap on their big boy boots and get ready for some football. All right. You, uh, you do, know, you feel we got to be positive team. and support the boys, and they'll come through. Just got to be hey, there for them. When football season comes, do you do you feel like you're one of the guys, or do you feel like you uh, retain your autonomy as a woman? Well, I am a woman, but I grew up with four brothers, and my dad was a football coach, so I got a lot of football in my background. But like, I recently was kicked off the fantasy football team because I beat the guys every year, so <laughs> they don't let me play with the big boys anymore. But I think the team. You know, it did really well at Florida State. After that, you really saw some, you know, momentum move out. You know, from what I'm hearing, the boys are really in sync together. You know, and sometimes it's better to have all the players at a really good level than a couple superstars and everyone else 
trying to, you know, move up to that. So sometimes having a team in sync and, you know, really caring about each other and driving, and, that, you know, again, it's a girl's opinion, sometimes can make a good game and a good year. And if we beat Florida State away, I'm happy. I don't care about the rest of the game. That's all that matters, huh? <laughs> That's well, all that matters. you know, p- putting putting all the eggs in one basket for Florida State didn't work out real well last year. So I don't no, know if I, we, we I don't kinda, know if I would recommend that for this year. No, you're right. Um, it was a rough game. You know, Nebraska at home would be a good win too. I mean, I I, I really feel watching a lot of the games, we could have, you know, we were competitive up to a certain point, and we we were right there. And then, you know, sometimes the ball just doesn't bounce the way you like it, and you know, you got to move forward. I also listen every week, and, you know, the team is often speakers of special teams, and once in a while we need to throw out a shout to the special teams. Well, the special teams got to give everybody something to throw a shout-out about, to be honest. (laughs) They weren't very good last year, Louise. They were not Um, very good at all. They had their ups and downs. They had some good good moments and some good times. But, yes, you know, we need to return a couple for touchdowns. I get that. And you know what? This is our year. This year they're going to do it. So, your caller, like about six callers ago, on with him. I'm like, let's go into football season. Let's be optimistic. Let's have some fun. Let's cheer on the boys, and we'll, we'll get to where we want to be. All right. You're standing shoulder to shoulder with the infamous C.D. Wright. Not I such a am. Bad, not such a bad place to be. He's a good guy. I heard your comment, you know, there's got to be a girl out there. So I'm like, you know what? i got to call in to let them know there oh. are girls out here listening, and some of us do know offense from defense, and we're ready to go. Well, hopefully you'll give us a call every week. <laughs> I'll try. Thanks, Gary. All right, Louise. Thank you. Bye. All right, 646-595-2048 is the number. Let's go out to the 702. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Going once, twice. All right, let's try the uh, 904. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. You with us? All right, let's go to the um let's go to the five three zero. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey Gary, this is uh Josh again. Oh, um, you were already on. Yeah, just Yeah. Uh, um, all right, you want, want me to feedback back on hold or did you have another comment? Yeah. Uh just I'm just wondering well I just had a question a real question about uh Ice Harris. I mean do you think he really I know you talked about being somewhat a little bit disappointed how he's uh, been able to help recruiting. But, I mean, I'm just curious. I mean, do you think he has a lot of bull with uh, the kids from Booker T? Or do you think he's just kind of hands-off? Well, I'm sure he does have a lot of bull with Booker it, you know? T, but there's not a lot of prospects right now at Booker T. So, yeah. you know. Uh, two, yeah, that's true. You know, I don't know. You know, I mean, you know, I ask, you know, what's up with Pi Young, you know, over at Miami High? You know, a guy that I think is yeah. is is a really good player. Um, you know, a, a player like that, you know, why isn't why isn't he committed to Miami at this point? Um, you know, I'm trying trying to think off the top of my head who who else comes to mind in 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 Dade County that we're that we're waiting to see um if there's commitments you know i i i would have said a few months ago i would have said darnell solomon but uh, um i've really soured on him i don't you know i don't think he's a miami level player i i i think he's got some confidence issues and he's kind of shrunk a yeah. little bit 
on on the national stage. But you know, I mean, granted, you know, it, it might be a little unfair. I, I think that that Dade County is, is is a little a little bit down right now in terms of you know mm-hmm. upper tier players maybe than than what it would typically be. Um, but you know, I, I thought Tim Mice Harris would be a wrecking ball in recruiting down here, and and in general, and I I just haven't seen that yet. I mean, I'm I'm a big Ice fan. I mean, maybe you know, maybe he's getting his feet wet as a college coach. Uh, he never recruited before, so he's having to learn the ins and outs of recruiting and what it takes and that sort of thing. And so you know, maybe as time goes by, you know, we'll, we'll start to see a, a, a little bit greater recruiting impact. From, you know, from Ice. In yeah. addition, in addition to doing a good job with the running backs, which I thought he, you know, he really did last year. Yeah, that's all I had for you. Thanks, Gary. All right, man. You want me to leave you on hold? Uh, yeah, please. All right. All right. Let's go on now to the seven twenty-seven. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Going once. Going twice. All right. Let's go to. The um, let's try the seven eight six. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Come on, guys. I mean, I don't know how many times I got to ask. If you're not coming on the show, don't tie up the phone lines. Um, let's go out to the um, the four o. The wait a minute, boy, the lines are jumping around here. Sorry, guys. Let's go to the three three six. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. <coughs> Are you with us? I think this is like uh, Halloween here. Let's go to the 817. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. All right. I guess it's uh, let's crash Kane Sport Live night. Let's try the 904. You are on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's up, man? You're on, buddy. Who's this? Hey, this is Joe. I'm calling out Jack for real. Hey, man. Um, How you doing tonight? Hey, what's up? Oh, man, just chilling. I was, just got through eating some KFC. And, oh, that uh, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it was all right. It was all right. Nice. Uh, I just want to know your take on if, you know, if we, we have a bad season, you know, if you have any – what would be a good coach to come in and turn everything around? And, man, and everyone – Everyone wants to go there, man. I just I don't think it's I don't think that's the right thing for anybody to do. I, you know, it's it's August. You got a new season starting. You got practice starting on Thursday. I don't think people should be worried about who's the next coach is going to be right now. Yeah, it's you know, just, I don't I don't see him being. I, I mean, I'm, I'm asking that because since he's been there, he ain't he ain't made no changes with nothing when he can actually see see the problems and he, he's not trying to fix it. So that's why I'm. Going to another coach because seems like he, you know, James Coley, he a good offensive coordinator, but he never have a plan B when somebody like when Florida State adjusted to us last year. He he didn't he didn't have anything else to come at him with. Well, like, that's going to be his he, that's going to be his next step. You know, when, when guys become great coordinators is when they've got that plan B and plan C sitting there in that back pocket, yeah. and, and 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 when. The opposing defensive coordinator makes his adjustments. They have something to reach back to. Yeah, it's like he don't, he don't, he don't have that, and Golden don't have that either. It's like he's afraid of change. Like he, he's scared to, scared to change. So, 
coach got to come in and make an impact. Change or even recruit, man. I mean, my cousin, he could have he could have easily came to Miami. He said he don't like the way, you know, the defense play up here. Uh, Kevin Kevin Tolliver. He said the way the defense play, you know, that defensive back coach. You know, he say he, he you know, hey, I can't I can't go there. All right, you got you got anything else for us tonight? No, no, that's it, man. All right, thanks for uh, being part of the show. I'll I'll keep you on and then uh, enjoy that uh, that chicken. All right, appreciate it. All right, man. Thanks for being part of the show. All right, you're welcome. All right, let's go out now to the nine seven three. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Thank you, thank you. I'm waiting forever. I'm I'm listening to people not coming on and. Oh my God! And I, I mean, these, I, I, said, I don't I understand said, why this, why these guys won't Ross, let us have a good show. You know, if you don't want to come on, Ross, don't. This Ross from Jersey guy, you know me. Yeah. I, I come up, I'm passionate, and um, the guy that made the Jersey uh, comment about we play, we have up tempo offense, my man. So please do not make that disrespectful comment again about Jersey ball. Al Golden decided he wants to play that stupidness, but do not insult Jersey by saying we don't play up tempo ball up here. But that's not <laughs> even why I'm calling. So I'm a little, I'm a little. I think you're gonna be a little upset with me tonight, Gary, because. I'm a no. little disappointed in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little disappointed in you because um That's fair. I think you're having a I think you're having a confusing show. Not about the guys who are not picking your call up. I think you're having a confusing show because you want guys to be, you know, feeling good about football coming back and everything, but you're saying that we're gonna win eight games. Let me finish. I'm also disappointed while you're saying that there's not a cloud. You don't like the comment of a cloud. You made the same comment a year ago. You said it yourself. When things was going on, when things was going bad, I remember. I'm a fan of your show. I love your show. You made those comments. I never I said it was a cloud. On, yes, Gary, I'm telling you. I'm telling not you, me. Gary. You, wait a minute. When guys were saying, why are we not getting this recruiter? Why are we not getting that recruiter? You said, hey, it's not I have easy. never felt there was a cloud. Never, never, Ross. Okay. Never, never, never. Oh, and I, I, in fact, wait, let me stop you for one second. In fact, not only did I say that there wasn't a cloud, I, I told you guys repeatedly last year that and, – and we cover recruiting as hard as anybody, okay? We talk to these kids constantly that we never had one football recruit tell us that he wasn't coming to the University of Miami because he was afraid of probation. Not one, okay? In, no, in la- in but la- you know what? But you know what? They also been coached not, not to say anything about that. Let, let, let me just tell you, Gary, you and I both know, if you don't want to admit that, you and I both know there's negative recruitment out there. Continually, look at some of the guys who went on to Florida, LSU, and Florida State, they got they behind in trouble. If they would have been home, they probably would, that probably wouldn't have happened. We don't know. I'm guessing. But I'm just saying, there's negative recruitment going on out there. Period. Hey, Ross, Ross, time out. Time out. I'll let you continue. You don't, think right there, you, don't think, you don't think there's negative recruiting going on right now? Yes. But what I'm saying is, at, at the time, it was more effective then. Remember, ESPN came on saying there was no more. We, we're not going to get any trouble and things like that. So now they kind of kind of back off of it a little bit. They have to kind of like, you know, ease off of it a little bit. I really wanted to call and talk about like individual player, but I was just a little disappointed what's going on on the air because I think it's like a confusing show because everybody, you want to be happy about the season coming in. I'm excited. I think we could be 4-0 going to whatever game. 
I really think. I think talking about that, we might lose to Nebraska. We should not lose to Nebraska. We should beat Nebraska by two touchdowns, period. We should beat Nebraska at home by two touchdowns. The okay. problem with Golden is that the problem with Golden is that he he has guys on his staff that should not be there. Guys like Kevin Bear, that's fine. Coley, that's fine. Maybe the defensive lineman that he hired this year, that's fine. But he and his defensive coordinator is one of the reasons why guys are not committing to the program and we're not getting the studs defensive guys. That's just the bottom line. It's an easy sell. Don't go there because they don't know what they're doing defensively on the defensive line. And that's what the kids are doing. They're not going there. Well, that's negative I'm recruiting. I'm that's negative recruiting that has nothing to do with the cloud, and that's my point. Okay, but what I'm also saying, too, is if we could change that, I just whoever comes in, I know you don't want to talk about the new guys. I don't want to talk about no new coach coming in either. But whoever come in, as long as he keeps the right guys and bring in the right guys, that's, we, 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 we could turn corners if we just stop with the nonsense and stop acting like we are, we are doing something that, that, that's going to change things. We're not changing anything right now in defense. The defensive line is so far behind, but I also feel like this year they could be something. But I'm a little, I'm a little skeptical. I just, Gary, it's a confusing show. I think most of your callers, the listeners, they're confused because the show is going in one way at one time, then it's spinning another way. Because I think you're a little bit on the fence because you have to do a show and you also got to see those guys during the week. I'm not on the fence. I'm not on the fence. I'm very clear. I don't think there was any cloud. I, I, I think that. The inability to recruit on a national level is directly related to the fact that he hasn't had enough high-level recruiters on the staff. I agree with that. That I totally totally agree with you on. And as far as Ice is concerned, I think Ice, don't forget, when he got the job, he was supposed to be a guy that goes on the road and and recruit right away. Before you know it, he quickly got the, the job changed. So I think he's still trying to get his feet wet. I also think he's concerned, and you might disagree with me on that, he's also has some concerns that's going on with his other two sons. Okay, he has a son that's at Florida. He also, didn't his other son take a job at FIU? Yes. Gary, we're human beings. I think a lot of that has to do in play. When you go out there and you're recruiting guys to come to Miami, you can't have a lot of other stuff going on. I, I, I think don't he's think a good factor. Ice is focused okay. on his job. I get what you're saying, Ross, but uh, I don't think that's an issue with Ice. Because what I'm getting at is that I think, so, I think some of these guys that's coming from like certain schools that's supposed to be coming to Miami, I think a lot of these guys, they do not like losing to him. I don't think they're going to help him out too much right now. Remember, he used to whip their behind. He used yep. to flat out whip them. You're right. So I think a lot of that's kind of like coming back to roost on him a little bit. He got to kind of like, and they might not like his head coach. So he's well, and they, dealing with they also may not like the fact that he's that he got a job at Miami and they didn't. I mean, I exactly. I, I think it's, so, it's probably some so of that people too. People got to got to like think about that. Let me. Can I make a few? Um, can I just make a few? I was just. I was really upset with you, but I'm. You know how it is. I'm, I'm going to get upset and I'm going to come in and talk. We're going to talk. We're going to laugh. We're going to feel good about it. I well, gonna, that's what we're here for, talk, man. We're 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 here to talk about a few positions. I want to talk about a few guys on the team. I really think as as much as I was bashing the coaching. I really think this is the year we could change things on the, on the defensive line. I feel a lot better this year coming in. I'm not. I know you say you need playmakers, need game changers, but I think collectively they could have a decent season on that D line. 
I really believe that. Because I think everything is in place. Not I, We would like to have one guy who step out and be a monster, but I think collectively they can have a really decent – we get smashed almost every game on that D-line. And if that could change a little bit, we could be all, we could be all right. But Ross, same same personnel, okay? So that they they got to come back a lot better because they did get smashed. They got smashed against everybody who was any good that they played last year. Every time, okay? every time, every time. But don't every you think a, don't you think a, a change in defensive line coach could probably help a little bit? I, I yeah, I I think it could. Um, we'll have to see. You know, we don't really now, know enough. About, we don't we don't know enough about Coach Melvin right now. Okay, um, and, and the only thing I know about Coach Melvin is, is is what I was told when he got hired by people I trust, um, and I'm, I'm not sure he has an enormous passion for recruiting, um, and is going to make a, a, a huge difference out on the national landscape. So he's like a pro guy. He's like a pro guy. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's the toughest position to recruit in college football, defensive line, and you know what I was told from football people that I that I reach out to that I trust is that he's not a guy that's going to have a lot of passion for recruiting and is going to make a difference there. Um, solid, solid technician as, as a defensive line coach. Um, is he going to be an incredible step up from Jethro Franklin? Um, we'll see. Uh, that's well, maybe, not, that's well, not maybe we'll use it for one year. Maybe we'll use it for one year, get him back on his feet, goes pro against somebody else. But I want to, make, I want to ask you a question because right now the, the kid's name is, is – is, is is um I'm forgetting the kid's name, but he he wears number eight for Florida State. Everybody talking about the Florida State game. That Man. kid was all yes. That kid was all over the field. He Correct. made a few plays that's an in the first half. That's an impact that's player, Ross. That that's exactly, exactly what I'm so, talking. So about. So let me ask you a question then. Can Grace be that type of player for us? Can who? Grace. 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 Athletically, he can. Um, I'm saying, but, so don't but, you think we should use him in that way? Don't you think well, he's we, not, because yeah, he's he, not playing? He he's never played uh, safety. Yeah, I mean, but it's not yeah, just a safety I, position, hey, hey, Gary. It's not. It's really a rover. That kid would love to really see him. Spot. Yeah, I would love to see him in that in that kind of role because that's where I think he could really excel. Because athletically, he's a freak. But do I yeah, like him that, playing playing you know linebacker and trying to take on guards and tackles? No. That's what I'm saying. I think he's more of a rover type of guy. He comes out and playing the boundaries, and he could be all over the field. That kid, that kid is the kid that won the game for Florida State last year. It wasn't. It was that kid. He was in on almost every play. Yep, I agree. He was everywhere. He was. He was a buzzsaw. He. He was. The, he was the devil in that game because we couldn't. We couldn't lose him to save our lives. Yep. If he, if he would have exited that game one time for like at least three, four plays, we win that game. But every time we, we, we had a big play and we thought we was going to score or do something big, he showed up. So, hey, man, I, I really think we're going to win more than eight games. I mean, that five-game thing is, is nonsense. I think, you know, these reporters at ESPN, they're totally against Miami for whatever reason. But um, eight, eight victories is nine. I want nine. If we have nine, I feel okay. I want to beat Clemson at home. I want to beat Nebraska at home. All right. Well, you you've got thirty days to go make that trip out to Vegas and 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 get in on that over under. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that either, Gary. But Gary, just keep. 
Glad you're back. Glad the show's back. I just, I, I, you know, we're going to go back. And, you don't want me to go get a tape on you, right, when you said it was a cloud. You don't want me to do that. Oh, right? no, there's no, there's, yeah, you can go get any tape you want. They're they're all they're all in, in the iTunes store. Or, or you can go on iTunes and listen to any show from last year you want. You will not hear me say that there was any kind of cloud that was impacting recruiting because I've never felt that way. But a lot of those kids, and Gary, can I say this? And that's, I think that's when you're going to get up the phone with me by here. Let's not be naive, these people. Right? Let's not be naive that there's a lot of dirty money men out there that's deterring a lot of these kids away from the University of Miami. Let's just call it what it is. And we're, we're up against that, too. Because when people mention that uh, or, um, Ohio State don't have to deal with that and this one doesn't deal, they don't have that type of dirtiness type of um, don't go to Miami type of don't go to Ohio State type of film. They do, they do not have the same thing we have to deal with. They really don't. People do not want to see Miami get back on their feet, and that's the bottom line. Well, I'll agree with that. I'll agree that's with that, correct. Ross. But you know, you also got to have be able to have the relationships to to kind of overcome some of that. You know, so it goes well, hand well, in I'll hand. Well, I tell you what. I tell you what. We bring back like Matt Cristobal or one of these other guys. You know what? You know they're the one that's actually doing it now. You don't think Randy Shannon's over Florida telling every little thing that we he knows that we we can't capitalize on. Christopher noticed things that he needs to tell the recruits and tell these other coaches why we can't get certain recruits, and they're going to continue to do that until they get the job. So if you get a guy in like Christopher, he will know where all the little stupidness and all the little guys that's getting interfering with these kids, he'll stop that because he has the job now. Golden kind of like overlooked that. He tried to ignore it and it's right there. I, that's what I don't like about it. He acts like something is not going on. You know what they say, don't, 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 you know, peer on my face and tell me it's, it's water. Don't do that. And that's what he kind of like act like it's not going on, like it's an illusion that is going on around him, and he knows what's going on, and he won't make a change. And that's, and that's part of the problem we have. Guys will get that type. I don't wanna, I'm don't. i not trying to name a coach now, but if they do get the job, they know where to go to stop those little leakage that's going on in, the, um, in Dade and all these little spots. But these kids are being pushed away. Like, look at some of these guys who committed to Florida State. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It's ridiculous, Gary. All right, Ross. Hey, thanks for being part of the show, man. We'll talk All to right. you hopefully next week. Yep. Take care. Give me a key. All right, we got a few more minutes of show left. Um if you still want to call in, six four six five nine five two zero four eight's the number. We're gonna go out now to the nine eight five. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey Gary, swagger for life over here. How you doing? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing tonight? I'm doing okay, man. Uh, good to have the show back. Uh, good to be about 30 days out from Canes football. Been a long off. Yes, sir. No doubt about it. What 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 you got for us tonight? It's August 4th, 8:53 p.m. Where I'm at over here in Louisiana, and uh, it's already doom and gloom in Canes world from, from most of what I'm hearing. Well, at least we've um, had a little bit of a mix tonight. You know, you had um, you know a couple. Yeah, Louise couple kind of threw me off the game a little bit from Brandon. She, she threw me off. Uh, CD Wright. Uh, you know, was in there. Um, kind of what, what what I feel uh, about about the season. Um, and you had mentioned some things some things earlier uh, that I kind of agreed with uh, way early in the show. Yeah, um, I just I want to see my boys enjoy football season. You know, I, I want to see everybody have exactly. it, it get a little pleasure out of the fact that football season's here. It, 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 you know, and if it's going to go bad, at least enjoy it while it lasts. You know, the the, the first two games should be victories. To me, that Nebraska game, like I said earlier in the show, is the Super Bowl. You yeah, you win that, it, now you're three and zero going to Cincinnati. You know, and you got some momentum. 
we we win the Nebraska game, and it's and it, it, the season the season has life. It has a heartbeat, and we got momentum going into the the stretch that everybody likes to talk about with Florida State, Virginia Tech, and Clemson, which I don't think is as bad as what everybody thinks it's going to be. Um, because I'm actually on the positive side of the fence, Gary. Um, I think that this year, and I'll, I guess we'll leave off the show with this. I, I think this year that we're going to surprise a lot of people. I think Vegas is nuts with that five and a half line. That's that's insane. I think this is a better football team than that. I think we got a few question marks on the offensive line. Um, a couple of questions I do have for you, and I would like your opinion on. You kind of touched on them earlier. One, Brad Kaya. Do you think that he can handle? Everything that they're throwing on him and all the hype that he's that he's getting right now, as far as going in being on this list and that list after the freshman year that he had, I, I personally think it's too much too soon. Uh, you know that doesn't mean he's not going to do well. I mean, I love Brad Kaya. If anybody can do it, it's him. A great kid, great attitude, works hard. Um, we've seen his physical ability. Um, I, I, me personally, I'd like to see a kid win a couple football games first, and I mean like against you know good competition before he starts showing up on Heisman lists and all conference lists and, um, you know, having this function as the leader of the team, like Brad's having to do and, and, and things like that. I, I think there's a lot on his plate, you know, and I, and I hope it doesn't impact uh, his season and his performance. Um, but, um, you know, that that's just where I am on it right now. I, I think, you know, I haven't seen a, a quarterback hyped like this before he's done absolutely, you know, he really hasn't done a ton. Um, really, I can't remember it ever happening here. Um, you know, I mean, you go back to the greatest quarterbacks that played here, Jim, Jim Kelly, Bernie Kosar, um, yep. Craig Erickson, all those guys, Steve Walsh, none of them were hyped like this before they won anything. Yeah, Gino, yeah. Gino, who, who went on to win the Heisman. You know, Vinny was a backup to Bernie before he got his opportunity. I mean, you know, I mean, Kai is getting a lot of hype right now. And yeah, you, know, you go back yeah, to a absolutely. six, a, a six I mean, my, seven. Yeah, I mean, I look, I say, you know, I read, I read all the stories, and I see all the blogs, and I see the stuff on him. I mean, you know, I, I just, you know, I hope he, I hope he, he's got a, a good enough head about him. He seems like he did great he at media day. Um, a lot of people were impressed with him. I just hope that you know, post, putting this franchise tag on him, uh, you know, doesn't throw him into that. You know, as, as a sophomore, it, it, it's so tough. You know, that everyone talks about that sophomore slump. I just hope that we don't, you know, or, or that all this doesn't uh, doesn't cave him in. Uh, you know, I just hope he he's got the shoulders that can that you know where he can handle all this. Uh, yeah, that's stuff. the shoulders is not the problem. You know, I mean, it's just to me like you know, has he led has he led a team back in the fourth quarter? Um, has he beaten a, a marquee opponent? I mean, there's just, there's just not a lot yet to hang your hat on that hopefully there will be by the time this season is finished. Um, I just think people are putting too much on him too quickly. But like I said, hopefully that won't impact his season. Yeah, and I hope not either. And uh, I guess then the second question that I had, Gary, switching over to the defensive side of the ball. I mean, look, the linebackers, especially Raphael Kirby in the middle. I mean, you're you know, you're know out there, you see things, you talk to people, I mean, is he going to be able to step up in Denzel's place this year and be able to be kind of a, that you know that guy in the middle that you know takes on that leadership role and uh, and kind of gets people where they need to be and and uh, you know takes takes that spot head on? Leadership role, yes. You know, I I think he has the want to be that type of guy and be a leader. 
Um, my concern is he's just he's, he, his ability level is not in the same class as Denzel Perriman. And uh, they don't really have that pure middle linebacker right now that I could see unless Jawan Young developed into it. And I think it's a big concern. I, I, you know, I, I think he, you know, he, he is an average player and has been to this point in his career. And, um, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, I think it's, I think it's liability. I mean, I really do. And until I'm proved, until it's proven to me that I'm wrong, which maybe it will be. I just, I think that that is, is, is a weak point of the defense. Well, if he, if he can't, I just, I think that's going to be, we're going to have a lot of problems. If he can't step up and uh, and be a solid yeah. player there in the middle and uh, and, and get yeah. uh, people who need to be, uh, well, that's, yeah, I just uh, that, that's why you're seeing the predictions being made for this team because it's a team that has problems. It has problems at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football. Yeah, it, it's got a weak spot at linebacker, and people are seeing that, and that's why you're you're seeing the predictions you're, that are being made. Well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I kind of maybe agree with that. I mean, I, I think we have a lot of questions, um, you know, going in. Um, but like I said, look, I, I'm on the positive side. Uh, you know, all the stuff with, with the coaching, just getting sick of it. I mean, everybody knows the situation. Um, if Golden doesn't doesn't work out this year, uh, 99.9% he's gone. We don't have to sit here and debate whether or not he's gone third game of the season, seventh game of the season. They're going to let that play out. He's not going to get fired at any point during the year. It's not going to happen. Um, you know, so you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll let it. Let's let it play out and let him play all the games. And uh, let's get to Nebraska, win that game, and see if we can build some momentum going into going into our stretch there, and see if we can maybe win a, win us about eight or nine games this year. And uh, finally, get get to a uh, ACC championship game. Um, you know, I've always said I'm going to be behind the team, no matter who's coaching it, or no matter what the situation. So that's just kind of where I stand. I just wanted to call in and say I'm happy football is back. You got it, man. Great attitude to go into the season with. Thanks for being part of the show and give us a call again next hey, week. Hey, hey, real quick, one one more thing, Gary. Yeah. Um, can you let us know what happens with Gerald Willis? Um, we haven't heard a final verdict yet. I mean, he's appealing, trying to play. Um, I, I personally will be surprised if it gets granted. I mean, the rules are pretty, pretty clear cut. But they, you know, they're they're trying. Obviously, they. I mean, he'd be a good one to throw in the mix there. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him get on the field with Alcadine and uh, and Chad. I think that would be that would be a nice addition. So. Yeah, Bill Alcadine and Chad got to come through. So we'll see. Yeah, big year for those guys. Yes, sir. All right, hey, thanks for being part of the show. All right, thanks, Gary. Number love for you, honey. You got it, man. All right, guys, great first show of the year. Um, want to thank everybody that called. Um, those that were tying up phone lines and, and weren't intending to come on, please understand um, that you know we've got a lot of people trying to get on. We've only got 50 lines. So if you're not going to come on the show and speak, um, please listen on, online or, or on your mobile device. You can access the show. We put the links on on canesport.com. Um, but all in all, um, great calls tonight. And uh, I know we didn't get to a lot of topics, but we still got three, four weeks of preseason here. Uh, I'm sure we'll cover everything as we move forward. Training camp starts Thursday. We'll have, obviously, very intensive coverage for you at canesport.com every single day 
through training camp. If, you, if, if you're not currently a subscriber, uh, we have a special right now, a free trial till the opening kickoff on September the 5th. Um, so to go online, sign up, use the code name kickoff when you do. Um, we'd love to have you. I mean, the purpose of our site and this show is to bring the Canes Nation together um, and enhance your experience of following this team, whether it ends up being good or bad. We always try to have a good time. So thank you, everybody, for participating tonight, and we'll see you next Tuesday night. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.